In this episode, we analyze RSL's loss to Portland in the Western Conference Finals and also discuss roster and coaching changes. You are listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. here at the riot i'm your host josh and i'm your host dax um and unfortunately we have some sad news for those who don't know um it was a miracle the the playoff run that rsl had this season but unfortunately it came to an end in the western conference finals to Portland, I mean, anyone who had seen any of the games against Portland could have predicted that outcome. But, um, yeah, RSL lost to Portland 2-0 to in the Western Conference Finals. We're so close to to making it to the uh, the MLS Cup, but they they just weren't good enough. Josh, what... What what do you what do you feel about that? What do you feel about that game that happened? Uh, it was expected. I don't know. <laughs> I looked at the starting lineup. Uh, I looked at our track record against Portland this season, and I mean, there's miracles, and then there was this game. I don't think any miracle would have saved us. I just, I don't think we put ourselves in a good position to even compete in this one. Um, which there's nothing to be ashamed of because it is the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. We were one of four teams that were still in the mix at that point. So still pretty happy about it, but I, I did not like the starting lineup and we looked flat right from the start. I, so, I think that's yeah. that's a good point because like I I remember looking at the starting lineup. Um Anderson Julio started. And I know that he like if any if anyone on the team like just from pure effort deserved to start, I think it was him. And I think we talked a little bit last episode how hard it it has to be for him to not start after everything he's done for mm-hmm. the team. Um, but, like, they started, like, Pablo's decided to start him, and, like, he didn't have the same impact that he did, that he's had in past games coming off the bench. No, he didn't. He didn't even look like the same player, if I'm being honest. Um, in the games where he the the first two playoff games when he was coming off the bench he was super active and aggressive and he looked like he really wanted it and in this game he looked like he was trying to hold back so that he could make it the entire 90 Mm -hmm. and that just completely killed his effectiveness not to mention the fact that he's always been kind of one dimensional. If he can't beat you with speed, then he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And uh it, 
you know, I think the first five minutes of the game, there were two times where we sent the ball his way and he tried to blow past his defender and either help came or, you know, the defender did just enough to shut it down. And Mm -hmm. that was that. That set the tone for the rest of the game. And he just, you know, faded away and didn't have an impact for the rest of the match. So, yeah. I mean, from from like a a coach's perspective, you you've come into the playoffs, you've beat Seattle, you come you and then you came you went into Kansas City and you beat Sporting KC. Like why why would they decide to change things up? Like they did it with the exact same formation and the exact same substitution pattern. Um in fact, they they had Rusnak back for this game, arguably their best player. They had him back for this game, um, as opposed to the other two games where they didn't have Rusnak, and they they messed with the the substitution pattern, and they didn't come away with a win. Like, I, I just don't understand why Pablo decided to to make that change in you know, taking into account the the magnitude of the game that was at hand. Like it like the it it wasn't the time to experiment with, with different players in different positions. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think I think Rusnak coming back actually may have hurt us in that sense because I think and, and I still, I'm not going to say that it definitely would have been better for us to not start Rusnak. I think you had to start mm-hmm. him. But that already was messing up, you know, the chemistry, the momentum we had with that starting 11. And so I think at that point, Pablo was like, well, we're already switching things up. Maybe we switch things up more. I don't... At the time, I was kind of frustrated with him, but ultimately, I don't think it was, like, a terrible decision. Yeah. If that makes sense. We were already um, moving people around, uh, changing things tactically, so I think it, it made sense in that, or from that perspective, but... It clearly didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like that goes back to, I know we've talked a little bit on the podcast about, you know, the, the changes in information that have happened throughout the season. Um, and, and one of the questions that we did have back when they were playing the four, two, three, one was, are they able to get the best use out of both Demir Krylock and Albert Rusnak in the, four two three one because with the with the players that they have right now and the players that they usually start one of the two are gonna have to play on the wing and neither of like neither of them are best suited on the wing i think they both perform better centrally um Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like 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 what do you do because like you have like both of them together have like they had the second most combined assists and goals in the entire MLS. But like, it seems like to move one of them centrally, you have to move 
the other one out of position. So like, is is the four two three one the best formation for RSL um, in that game? I don't know, but that that are that's something that they're gonna have to figure out definitely before next season is how they can, you know, most aptly use both Rusnak and Crylock. Yeah, they need to do a lot of experimentation with it because, um, I mean, they could have gone with three in the back. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I'm have... not saying that they should have done that. <laughs> I, I, I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying those are the only two formations that we were, I think, comfortable with yeah. or even somewhat comfortable with at that point. And the three in the back, uh, that was does not, not work. A good formation against Portland. Let's, let's never um, go back there again. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I think ultimately what needs to happen is we need to move some players around because right now we, it feels like there are some. I mean, honestly, Rusnak and Krylock are both. Their best position is the same position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they're both tens, and yeah. that's where they both thrive. And Krylock's better at being good at wherever you put him, but, you know, the ten is where he thrives. Rusnak, definitely... He needs the ten. Uh, he needs the ten, because he kind of disappears everywhere else. But, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It will be interesting to see the moves we make in the off season to potentially shore up some of our weaknesses and hopefully mm -hmm. get a formation that can bring out the best in everyone, you know? Yeah. So while we're, while we're talking about players, um, we, we can, we can talk about the roster decisions, um, that RSL made in the aftermath of the, uh, of the playoffs. But first just want to mention that, Portland went on to lose the MLS Cup uh, to NYC. It went to penalties. Um, and I, I wasn't able to watch the game. I did watch the highlights of the game. And from from that, I can, I can honestly say that NYC was the better team. Um, they had all of the momentum. Um, they scored the first goal, and they just had all of the momentum up until like the like the 75th minute and then Portland was able to pull one back um and take them to extra time but I mean it wasn't enough Sean Johnson um phenomenal I don't know if like he was he he, he should get some award for for what he did save the first two penalties from Portland and that that's what ultimately won it for them like Sean Johnson was just amazing um, in that PK shootout, and if anyone deserves the MLS Cup, it's 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 him. Not not even NYC. It's it's Sean Johnson. Um, <laughs> I'm on board. We should uh, just give it to him. Take it away from the team. I mean, it, for him, it's it's got to be for the for for those of you who are uh, U.S. Men's National Teams fans out there. You have to know that there's been a battle for the number two spot um, for the for the US, USMNT keeper. And, I mean, 
at one point it was between Ethan Horvath, um, Matt Turner, and Sean Johnson. And it's got to feel good to be Sean Johnson to win a PK shootout. Not, I mean, they, they went to PKs against New England as well, and Sean Johnson came out on top. And then to also have such a good performance in the MLS Cup, like, <laughs> that's that's got to turn someone's head. Hopefully, Greg Berhalter, if you're Sean Johnson. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, I mean... The score was 1-1, so I don't know if it was necessarily an exciting game. I mean, it was the MLS Cup final, so it's probably an exciting game. A lot of emotion. But, yeah, I, I do think the better team came out on top. Yeah, congratulations, NYCFC. <laughs> you deserved it. And Portland, I'm disappointed. I wanted... It, you have to at least win it so then we can say, well, we lost, but at least we lost to... You <laughs> at know, least we lost, lost to the, the MLS <laughs> Cup champions. We, we're not... We can beat everyone else, but not the MLS Cup champions. Yeah, um, but... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. So, we're, we'll talk about some of the roster changes that happened. Um... So, Josh, why don't, why don't you talk about those? I think you understand those a little bit better than I do. The roster changes? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'll just go over the, the current 2022 roster and the players we dropped, and then we can talk about the, the maybes. So, Zach McMath, David Ochoa are back as goalkeepers and Jeff Doosnup. Never heard of him. Um, I'm assuming he came from like the Monarchs or something. He's a homegrown probably. Yeah. Okay. Um Andrew Brody, Tony Dokovich, Zach Farnsworth, Justin Glad, Brett Halsey, Aaron Herrera, Eric Holt, and Marcelo Silva are going to be back for our defenders. Midfield Nick Beasler, Michael Chang, Demir Krylock, and Pablo Ruiz. Only four, so mm-hmm. we're clearly looking to make uh, some additions there. And then at forwards, Bodie Davis, Chris Garcia, Johnny Menendez, Rubio Rubin, and Bobby Wood. So that's the, as of right now, that's our current roster heading into 2022. Um, we declined options for... Donnie Toya, Ashton Morgan, Noah Powder, uh, Milan Ilowski, Tate Schmidt, Justin Portillo, and Douglas Martinez and Jason Ramirez. So Jason Ramirez, people were hype about him a few years ago. and Not anymore. He was non, a non-factor. Um, so that's where it stands. Uh so the maybes now. Um, Anderson Julio is a maybe. Uh, he was on loan this season from Atletico San Luis, and that will expire before the 2022 season. So we are in talks to hopefully acquire him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether we're looking to sign him or get him on loan again 
I don't know how that goes down. Mm-hmm. But um, that is still up in the air. And then Albert Rusnak, Justin Miram, and Everton Louise are all out of contract. And uh, I was telling you earlier, I don't think we have the resources to bring back all three of those players. Hmm. Um, we're currently trying, we're in talks with Rusnak. Um, I don't think we are in talks with Miram or Everton Louise. And I think that's because whether we bring them back depends on whether we bring Rusnak back. Because That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, so Rusnak is the big talking point, and um, supposedly some Premier League clubs have shown interest in him. He's not as old as I thought. I think you said he's like mid twenties, twenty seven. Yeah. Um, and he was our highest paid player last season, and he performed really well, and. I think he may be looking for uh, even an even bigger contract, <laughs> potentially. Well, I mean, he, um, and he definitely I don't expressed. Think we can. Well, he definitely expressed expressed interest to return to Real Salt Lake. I don't. I like. I don't know if that was with a bigger contract. And I think you're right. I don't think that we can give him a bigger contract than he, that he already has. Yeah, well, I think most fans and most people within the organization were hoping to keep him or to renew uh, with less money (laughs) (laughs) because, I mean, Salt Lake's a small market team. We don't have the funds that LA Galaxy does, you know? Yeah. Um, But, you know, if Premier League clubs really are showing interest, then there's no way we're going to be able to keep yeah. him yeah there's no less. way that we're gonna outbid a, a premier league team that's just that, that's just not gonna happen right so there is a lot going on there i want him to come back um i think most rsl fans he's been good to us over the years mm-hmm. he's a great player he loves it here we love him you know it's just good vibes all around but <laughs> good vibes we man. We will see if it's even logistically possible. Mm-hmm. So is before we, we move on with with Roosnack, I just wanted to talk about some of the players that they declined options for. Um, yes. I, I honestly think it's a mistake to not sign another wing back. Like, I don't know anything about Zach Farnsworth or Brett Halsey. Like, I don't know anything about them, but, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind that they didn't re-sign Donnie Toya. Because, like, you have, you have, I mean, you have Aaron Herrera, Andrew Brody, but then who else is going to play on the wings? Like, what happens if one of them gets injured? And, yeah. And, Don, I mean, Donnie Toya has been really, like, I think he's a solid third option. Like... I don't think he should be starting over. I mean, actually, some games I'm like, hmm, maybe Donnie Toya should be starting instead of Andrew Brody. Um, but like, I, I don't think he. I don't think he's 
in the top two, but I think he's definitely a good option off the bench. So, like, I th- I think it's a mistake to not re-sign Donnie Toya or Ashton Morgan. We we don't need Noah Powder. I have not been impressed with Noah Powder in any of the games that he's played. But I think they definitely should have re-signed Donnie Toya or Ashton Morgan. Yeah. Well, I I guess that maybe Zach Farnsworth or Brett Halsey. And like if if that's if that's the case then I understand it, but like I I'm I'm actually just I'm kind of baffled that they released Donnie Toya, but you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if we um, were really good podcasters, we would have looked up the reasons positions. why. <laughs> yeah. What positions these guys play? Yeah, this is just a mediocre podcast, guys. We don't actually do any <laughs> research. We're just here to talk. Um, but that that also begs the question. So, um, with the the current personnel that they have, we were talking about formations earlier. Um, let's say they re-sign Rusnak. And just with the with the current people that they have, I honestly think that Krylock should play the six, and then I I think that they could get some some good use out of out of both Rusnak and Krylock because Krylock you can put him wherever and he'll make an impact. Rusnak needs to play the ten, but I think that you know we have played Krylock as the six before. And that would, you know, I think that that position suits him, not not necessarily as much as the ten, but it, he, I, I think he would do a good good job there. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's kind of our best. Uh, that's the best way to bring out the best in Rusnak and mm-hmm. Crylock, but the issue was we didn't have enough offensive firepower when we were doing that at the start of the season. So that will also depend on, um, you know, if we bring in new players, if we do something different tactically that opens up the offense. Well, see, Uh, that's, that's why I think you definitely need to re-sign Andrew Julio. Like, Sorry, and I called him Andrew Anderson Julio. That's his name. <laughs> I said his name a thousand times before. I don't know why I called him Andrew, but I think they definitely need to re-sign him because, like, he he has been an offensive weapon off the bench, and honestly, him and Miram, like, I don't know, like the, the two super subs. Whenever whenever they come in, they make it an immediate impact. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think they definitely need to re-sign Julio, and I would also say Justin Miram. And then with that, I think they would have enough offensive firepower to carry them through games. Um, with with Crylock, you know, playing the six. Obviously, he's not going to score as many goals back there, but I think you really get the best use out of him playing. It, it, at least in this this kind of formation where you have two talented players who can both play the 10 very well, I think Krylock is going to be better for the team at the 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see 
Anderson Julio and Justin Mirren back as well. RSL um, Nation loves them. <laughs> we we love our fast boy, fast Anderson Julio boy. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised that they're not trying to re-sign Everton Luis. I mean, at least that they haven't yet. Um, I I think before we talked about the possibility that they're trying to wait for the ownership uh, situation to be resolved. Because for those of you who don't know, RSL does not have an owner at the moment. They're basically being run by the MLS organization, which is not good for a club. And it makes it even more impressive that they had such a deep playoff run that they did. <laughs> um, but um, that's, that's kind of tough, especially when you're trying to negotiate contracts with players. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did read an article that said, I know I know they said that they might be waiting to do that with Rusnak to, for the, for, to resolve the ownership situation before they negotiate a contract with Rusnak. Um, but Josh pointed out that that's not going to work for Anderson Julio because the deal's going to expire before they can resolve that. So it's like... It's it's a tough situation. I think they should definitely re-sign Andrew Julio. It's, Andrew, I called him again. Anderson Julio, <laughs> that guy. Well, there is an Andrew Brody, you know. So you're right. Maybe I'm just looking at that. But I think he's a, he's a definite re-sign, and they should definitely re-sign Albert Rusnak. Yeah, I would say those are the top two targets, mm-hmm. as well. But I I mean I don't know even where the ownership situation is at. And yeah. we may potentially, nothing set in stone, but we might do an episode about that later. Um, but, uh, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't heard any updates in a long time. Uh, have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything either. Um, I, I mean, the last that I heard, like, the Larry H. Miller group was interested in, in buying it. That was like, that was like a year ago. The same that was a people, long who, time ago. yeah, same people in the jazz and and things like that, which would be interesting. Oh, I also heard some um, people from Las Vegas were interested in buying it. Um, oh, they they're famous. I don't know who they <laughs> they're were. They're famous. They're famous, and they live in Las Vegas. But they they weren't they weren't interested in moving the team so like they would just own it from from Vegas. Could you believe Josh if RSL moved to Vegas? That would be the best day ever. No, never. <laughs> would you still Don't support let it them? happen? <laughs> uh, the I pass i I will not answer that (laughs) leads the fifth on that one who would you support if if rsl moved to vegas would you go would you support seattle because you're a no a seattler you don't like seattle no i wouldn't support seattle (laughs) i mean i do somewhat kind of follow the seahawks as far like for nfl teams but not really it no, I don't even know who I would cheer for. I'd I probably mean, just stick with them, but I would be very sad. <laughs> I I don't know if you remember this. I used to love the Seattle Sounders because uh, Clint Dempsey was on the team. 
Clint Dempsey oh, is <laughs> Clint Dempsey is my like favorite soccer player of all time. I love Clint Dempsey, which it makes me sad that he is now an anchor for Paramount Plus. That doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, <laughs> he he he's a millionaire. He can do whatever the heck he wants. Um, so I used to watch Seattle like religiously, probably even better than I did RSL. And and funny thing, I. I remember the first game that Christian Roldan played. They were like, oh, this is Christian Roldan. He's a Seattle homegrown. I'm like, hey, look at that cute little homegrown Seattle kid. He's gonna, he's really cool. And then I went and lived in Chile for two years. And when I got back, I'm like, wow, I hate Christian Roldan. He's such a hothead and a loser. And I hate his brother as well. <laughs> his brother's um, a place for El Salvador now. Dude, I mean... Do Chile yeah. and El Salvador not like each other? I think they're indifferent. Because okay. they're kind of far away geographically. But yeah, that's okay. that's not why I hate the Roldans. I just think that they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, that was a great little rant. But I know we briefly mentioned this before. Um, but Snack was getting interest from some Premier League teams. Um, I believe one of the teams was Newcastle, which they have all the money in the, the world now that their <laughs> owners are the Saudi oil princes. Yes. Um, but I don't actually know what the other team is. I'm going to look it up right now, actually. Um, yeah, I never... I didn't look up which teams because I was like, maybe if I uh, don't look it up... But... I can just pretend like it isn't happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, New uh, Southampton and Newcastle are the two teams that are interested in Albert Rusnak. Um, which, I mean, he's 27, so like technically he's in his prime. Um, so, but like, do we think that he'll do good in the Premier League? I don't know. Do you think he'll be a starter at at Newcastle or Southampton if he goes? Uh, nah, mm, possibly. But he's not, it's not like a transfer where you're like, oh yeah, this guy's definitely starting. Yeah. I think if he moved, he would have to earn his spot. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would just be given to him. And I don't know. It, it would be interesting because he's a very technically skilled player. Yeah. So I could see him easily transitioning up, but you never know with players. Sometimes it's just difficult. So uh, I, mean, I don't know. As of late, he has been called up to the Slovakian national team. Um, so that's something to consider. I'm pretty sure he's been starting for them, at least in their most recent um world cup qualifying stint um he, he was he was on that roster i'm pretty sure um so it would be interesting i mean slovakia isn't like one of the powerhouses in europe but i mean they're still fairly good because they're in europe i mean they're from europe they got to be good right um so it should it would be interesting to see how he would do in the premier league but we don't we don't want you to go, Rusnak. Rusnak, <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this podcast, just know that we don't want you to go. 
we we want you to come back and be part of the RSL nation forever until you die because that is the RSL nation way honestly if he stays for his whole career he could be up there with Ramondo and Beckerman as like the RSL legends well i mean his i mean his stats were kind of insane this year if you look at it like compared to the rest of the MLS like yeah there was no like single player that was doing what he did it's just that like teams like Portland and and Seattle they like their whole team is good <laughs> um but like him and Krylock are both like really good and if he continues this pace like if say he comes back to to RSL and continues this pace he should be an all-star like i don't see how you don't make him an all-star with what he's doing so i mean it it should be interesting to see what happens if if he decides to come back so yeah we could talk about it for days but really we just have to sit here and wait <laughs> stupid and bite our fingernails but but while we're while we're waiting we we failed to mention that um Pablo Masteroni was named the official head coach ah uh, yes How no did we longer leave that till now interim josh what do you think about that do you think it's a good decision are you happy with it would you rather have had someone else um I don't know. I guess <laughs> indifferent at the end. <laughs> honestly, yeah, at the end of the day I'm a little indifferent about it because I think he did some really good things and uh he often had really good um in-game adjustments and and all that jazz and from what I've heard from the players, they really like him. Mhm. But, you know, it's we've been a little hot and cold under him still at the end of the day. I, we had a really terrible stretch leading into the playoffs. Like, I think we lost five of our last six games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, miraculously won to get into the playoffs. And See, then we they won the one that mattered. Uh, that's, yeah. that's what Pablo does best. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not against him. I, I think he did some good things. I think he showed potential. He doesn't have a ton of experience being a head coach. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think he's ever been a head coach. I think you're right. At, at least at this level. Um, did he? He used to coach for the Rapids, right? Or did he no, know he played for the Rapids? He played for the Rapids. I okay. think. Um, but yeah, it, I think he could grow and improve, but you know, the starting lineup against Portland had a lot of people upset. Yeah. We will see time will only time will tell. I don't think there were any options out there that I knew of that. I was like, man, I really wish we had got that guy instead. Uh, from that standpoint, I know I one. Solid hire. I know one. Landon well, Donovan. 
Yeah, same, but he took his name out of consideration, so... <laughs> he broke our hearts, Landon. He did. I just, I just, honestly, I just wanted to, like, see him again. Because, like, I know that I'll never see him again. Like, I'll see him on TV, sure, but, like, in person, like, he's he's just gone. He just lives in California. I... I don't know. I don't know if he actually lives in California. I just assume that he did because he played for the Galaxy. But, you know, I'll, I'll never get to see his his face and his sweet bald head. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Maybe you'll run into him in some random place. Oh, hopefully. Dude, if I ran into him or Clint Dempsey, I would lose my mind. <laughs> if he... <laughs> I'm imagining you seeing Clint Dempsey in a gas station oh, and fainting. Clint Dempsey! <laughs> and then he would turn and look at you with his bug eyes, and you would be like, ah. hey, You know yeah. who has bug eyes? Demarcus Beasley. That is to, very true. I want to run into him. <laughs> I think um, he's still around somewhere, too. He is. Um... But so yeah, I mean, with the with the way that the off season is, we'll we'll get a chance to see um, what kind of acquisitions Pablo can make as head coach. Um, hopefully, they are what RSL needs. Um, I know you've heard us multiple times on the podcast complain about the situation in the midfield, the defensive midfield. So hopefully, Pablo finds a replacement for that to solve some of those problems. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting to see um, what becomes of the team now that he's he's head coach. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned. The schedule for next season is out, um, so we we know who they're going to play against. And yeah, I think we just need to sit tight and uh, you know see what happens. Yeah, I'm optimistic about next season. I think uh I think we have a good core moving mm-hmm. forward, so if Rusnak comes back. Yeah. If I, not well, we're, we're doomed. Uh not doomed. If he doesn't come back then that's a lot more money we can spend on other players. Yeah. It would be more risky if he didn't come back. I'm just like who know what we're getting. But. Who are we gonna buy though? Like, I, we need to do research on who's who's out there. Who we who we can acquire. Deep dive into the, the second league in the Spain hey. division. <laughs> hey, I heard Christian Pulisic's looking for a new team. Do you think he'll come to to our? Ah, <laughs> get out of here. Christian Pulisic's younger than I am, dude. <laughs> he's right. not making a move to mls all right well there's plenty to talk about um but <laughs> i think that's it for this episode um thanks you guys for listening and yeah we'll see you next week yeah thanks for listening see you